Hello and welcome to another episode from my laser-focused positivity podcast series. My name is Stuart Harding and I am here five days per week from Monday to Friday to try and hopefully make you feel more positive than you perhaps were before you started listening to this podcast. Before I discuss today's topic, let me just remind you or let you know if you're new to my channel that if you would like to email me your queries or conundrums, then you can do so via stewysongs at gmail.com. That is S-T-E-W-Y-S-O-N-G-S at gmail.com. And I will endeavor to tackle your issue or issues on a forthcoming show. And if you would like to check out my music or support my music career, what with me being a musician amongst other things by trade, then you can do so via L-I-N-K-T-R dot ee forward slash stewie songs and both my email address and this web address should be listed in the description of this podcast and depending on which platform you're listening to this via they should both be clickable as well so as always i have just jotted down a title a moment ago for today's show and that title is use the achievements of others to fuel your passion and this i guess was inspired by the fact that yesterday i saw post on Instagram and it said something along the lines of the boss of Lamborghini I believe it was was once asked why Lamborghini never advertise on television why they never advertise on during commercial breaks and apparently he replied because the kind of audience we're looking to attract are not the audience that sit around watching TV all day which is uh, might be quite offensive to those that sit around watching TV all day. But it got me thinking, and it got me thinking about an idea for today's show. And it made me think about when I was very, very poor about 13, 14 years ago. And there was at one point, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but I had literally just a block of cheese and one can of beer in my fridge. And I purposely left the can of beer in my fridge to give me something to look forward to because I didn't think that I had anything to look forward to. And I was literally living off of rice, pasta, and not a lot else. But even when I was this poor, I used to see people on the television while we're talking about it. And I used to see very, very wealthy people, very, very successful people. And I never, ever remember feeling bitter or resentful about people that had done better for themselves than I had at this point in time and looking back I think that was that was good because in my experience all of the people that have never amounted to anything well not all of them but a large percentage of the people that never amount to anything are often bitter and resentful at the successes of others and people will say things like they will say things like oh it's all right for some not realizing that the majority of the people they see that have got more than them and have a happier and more fulfilling life and no financial stresses, they've generally worked their backsides off for that. You know, it doesn't usually come handed to people. Of course, some people inherit money, and I never remember feeling resentful towards these people either. I thought, good luck to you. If you've inherited money, good luck to you. And it got me thinking about how hard people actually have to work to get to where they're at, to own a Lamborghini unless you've inherited money. I know for a fact, because I'm on that path myself, I'm not really interested in Lamborghinis, but I'm on the path to financial wealth, not because I want to be greedy, but because I have some big ideas. Some of them are for for my own personal gain, and many, many of them are, in fact, the majority of them are to help other people. But I know to achieve financial wealth, particularly when you've come from a background 
where at one point you only had a block of cheese and a can of beer in your fridge, it takes a lot of hard work and you're generally starting from a bit further back on the grid, as it were, than someone who's come from a bit more money. So I just wanted to talk about that today. When I see people doing better than me now, certainly back then, but even more so now, it fuels me. It fuels my desire. It fuels my passion to achieve these things myself, particularly when I see people that have also come from humble beginnings that have achieved a lot. For example, Lord Sugar. I read the first chapter of his autobiography. I'm not much of a reader. That's probably why I only read the first chapter. But some of the things that he did and the background that he came from, and I heard on a program once that he could comfortably write out a check for £700 million. Hearing things like that fuels my belief, given that he came from even more humble beginnings than I did back in the 50s, I believe it was, yet he still managed to do well for himself just by getting out there, getting stuck in, you know, and not taking no for an answer and just cracking on with things rather than sitting there groaning about how much other people had. So the way I think of it, if someone like that can do it, then, you know, so can I. And so can all of you. That's why I'm telling you this story. If you're sitting there thinking to yourself, oh, these things don't happen to me. Well, that's a load of old baloney. I, I don't like it when people say things like that don't happen to me. They can happen to anyone, bad and good. Okay, so if bad and good things can happen to you, then to make the good things happen, all you have to do is get off your backside, get out there, find out. There's a book called one. I don't read books so much, but I do listen to them sometimes on Audible. I'm more of a audible and a kind of visual learner rather than I don't learn a lot from text based things. And I listened to a book on Audible called Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. It's not quite as gruesome as it sounds. But Brian Tracy, he said he found success easy. I think he was from very humble beginnings. I think he worked on a construction site when he was younger. I seem to remember. And he said he found success easy once he realized that all he had to do was find out what successful people do and then emulate them. Just find out their practices, find out their daily habits, find out their rituals, and then just copy them. Okay. And you'll, you'll end up moving towards your dreams. For example, I know I've talked about this a lot, but the majority of the population do not set daily goals. One thing I can tell you about successful people, because I talk to a lot of them now, is that the vast majority of them set daily goals. So there's a simple thing that you can do each day to move the needle in your favor and move you closer to you achieving your dreams. Just set daily goals and tick them off. They've done studies on this. It gives the same satisfaction, you know, satisfies the same kind of uh, dopamine rush and serotonin rush as when people check their phones all the time. So these people that post selfies of themselves every single day and they all look exactly the same as the last one, they do that because they need that little dopamine and that serotonin rush. However, if you're doing things like setting daily goals and ticking them off each day will give you the same kind of rush and same kind of dopamine and serotonin fix, as it were, as these people are getting from posting selfies of themselves each day, which all look exactly the same. And you're actually moving forward. If you're just posting selfies all day, you're not actually getting any further towards your, your goals or your dreams. Whereas if you set daily goals, you are. So do things like that. Just copy successful people. Find out what they do. Ask them. A lot of celebrities, the ones that actually reply to people, they're probably used to people sending them messages like, oh, please reply to me. Please reply to me. I love you so much. That probably gets boring after a while. And if you ask them something like, so what's your daily routine? What sort of things do you do? If you ask enough of them, one or two of them will reply to you. And I know this because my partner, 
has sometimes received messages off of famous people because she contacts them, she speaks to them, and she speaks to them in a in the way that you would anybody else. If you speak to them normally rather than blowing smoke up their backside, as it were, then you're more likely to get a response, as I say, because the, the whole starstruck approach to celebrities probably gets a bit boring after a while. After a while, I wouldn't know. I'm not there yet. <laughs> so, yeah, use the achievements of others to fuel, you know, your own ambitions and your own desires. As the old saying goes, to have something you've never had, you're going to have to do something you've never done before. And just going back to Lord Sugar quickly, one of the things I seem to remember from from his autobiography is that I think when he was very, very young, I think he was like seven or eight years old. I think he said that the the road outside his property where he grew up was being dug up. I think they were doing something underneath the road. They were changing it because apparently up until this time, they were using something under the roads which was flammable. So they were digging the road up to get rid of this flammable material. I don't know what it was. And then they were going to relay it in a you know more modern way, whatever the way of building roads was at that time. And he went over to the people that were digging the road up and he said, oh, what are you doing with that stuff, the flammable stuff? And they said, nothing. And he said, can I have it? And they said, well, you can. He said, but you better take it by tomorrow because otherwise we're getting rid of it. So he came along with his, I think it was his brother or his sister's pushchair. And he took a load of this flammable stuff, this material, whatever it was, took it away with him. And he went to one of the shops, the local stores. And he said to this store owner who was selling kindling for like starting fires. He said, I've got something that's better than your kindling. And the shop owner apparently laughed at him. And he said, I have, he said, watch it. He said, take some of this. So he gave him a bundle of this stuff. What he did first of all, just to fill in the missing part of the story is he got some friends around. And I think this is rather shrewd. You might call it a bit tight fisted. He got some of his school friends around that had axes or their parents had axes. And he got them to chop up this stuff that he'd salvaged into like kindling sticks. And then he took it down to the store owner and he told the store owner, I've got something that's better than your kindling. The store owner laughed at him and cut a long story short. He ended up selling this stuff to the store owner. Once the store owner realized just how flammable it was and just how good it was at starting fires. And that's how he started making money at the age of seven or eight years old. How many people would actually do that? How many people would have gone over to where somebody was digging up a road and asked for some of the stuff. I think as well, he went down to the scrapyard when he was about 11 years old. Sorry, he used to work at this place and he worked at some place and there was a bag of wool outside being left outside for the to be taken away. And I think he asked his boss, I think he said to him, what are you doing with that wool? He said, well, it's just getting chucked out. He said, well, can I have it? And they gave Lord Sugar the wool and he went and took it to the scrap dealer and apparently wool was the scrap dealers used to take wool in those days and he got money off the scrap dealer. And then when he found out a day or two later that the scrap dealer had actually not paid him what the wool was actually worth, he actually went back down there and he said, you've ripped me off. He said, I want this much. This is worth this much. And the guy apparently threw some more money at him and told him to clear off. So this is the sort of thing you have to do if you want to make it in this world and you want to be what you see on the TV, be some of these entrepreneurs or whatever it is on the TV, you're going to have to think outside the box. You're going to have to stop waiting for that roast duck to fly into your mouth, as it were, to use an analogy. I once saw a quote about that. You're going to have to catch the duck. You're going to have to cook it first. You're going to have to do things like that. You're going to have to do things that other people won't do, like approach people and say, what are you doing with that? 
oh, nothing. Well, can I have that? You know, you've got to think outside the box. Everybody's applying for jobs, getting a CV or a resume, applying for jobs, going through the same old route, and everybody's finding it difficult. Most people are finding it difficult. You have to think outside the box. When I was out of work, I lost my job in a factory. I ended up getting gardening jobs. With the help of my granddad, I went around asking people if they wanted their garden doing. And through word of mouth, because I did a good job, I didn't know much. I still don't know that much about gardening, but I know how to make things look tidy and I know how to not kill things. Okay, so I did a good job and people used to look over the fence and say, oh, that's nice. Can you do mine? And I go, yeah, I'll do yours. And before you know it, you've got a string of garden jobs. You have to think outside of the box. And what you'll find is a lot of these people that you see, these achievements of others, these achievements have come about by people that think outside the box, people that have thought outside the box and aren't willing to settle for the mediocre. And I think that's about all I'm going to say today. I think I've rambled on long enough, but hopefully you've taken some value from this. Hopefully it's given you a little pick-me-up and made you realize that success is isn't only exclusively for others it's for you as well it's whether you choose it or not or whether you choose to sit there like so many as the Lamborghini owner the owner of Lamborghini suggested if you choose to sit there watching television it's difficult for you to amount to much of course you can learn certain things but that's not going to move the needle in your favor and what I'm interested in by doing these podcasts is in you moving the needle in your favor and moving towards what you want and not towards what you don't want and that is where I'm going to end today's show, folks. But hopefully you've taken some value from this. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please share it out. Please rate it if you've the option to do so or rate my channel. I believe, as I've said before, that that helps my shows and my channel to rank in search results. If you would like to email me your queries or conundrums, then please do so. You can do so via stewysongs at gmail.com. And I will endeavor to tackle your issue or issues on a forthcoming show, as I said earlier. And if you would like to check out my music or support my music career or indeed this podcasting career of mine, then visit linktr.ee forward slash Stewie songs. And I would greatly appreciate it if you would choose to do that. If you click on that link, there is a whole list of links that you will be taken to and you can literally just take your pick as to what you choose to click on. There's a whole bunch of things there. There's ways that you can support me financially if you wish to. There's links to my merchandise, which I created myself, and all of my merchandise has the quote on it, shyness is the thief of dreams. Some people seem to like that one, and it's got a picture of me underneath playing my guitar. And beneath these links, there are links to my music streaming platforms where you can listen to my music for free. And below that, there are links to my social media, which is also free as well. So feel free to check me out on social media if you so wish. But that is it from me for now, folks. I will be back tomorrow, which will be Tuesday with another podcast. But for now, have a great day, stay positive, and I will speak to you again soon. Thank you very much indeed for listening.